0: If you take them with and you get frustrated because you walk over a shed 10 times and the dog doesn't pick it up, you could set the dog back. All right, welcome back. Uh, another episode. Uh, this one I'm going to do a little bit different. I'm flying solo on it. Wonder Boy is down in the shop working on projects like a busy little elf. And I am actually recording in my kitchen by myself, but uh, he helped me get this set up. And we're going to do this episode a little bit... Different than what we've done in the past. This episode is uh, partially to, I guess, catch up, play a little catch up. Um, I'm behind on messaging. And so I've gotten a lot of emails. I've got 54 unread emails right now. I actually think that a lot of these could be really good podcast answers uh, or questions. And we've we've done that in the past. We've done a lot of questions, made a podcast episode out of it. I think it's valuable because if one person has a question, other people do as well. And so let's get into it right away. Hey, Jeremy, currently new to watching your page, learning a lot from your videos. One question I have is what kind of food do you feed your labs? I'm currently feeding my Purina Pro large breed puppy and having a lot of stomach issues. Any advice would be great. Thanks. So here's a question that we do get asked quite often. I don't talk about it very often um, just because I don't, I don't, I'm not a vet and I, I feel like you have to. My answer is always find the food that works best for your dog. I think there's a lot of good foods out there. Um, I know a lot of people that feed Purina Pro, Pro Plan. Um, I think there's a Purina Pro, Pro Plan Sport out there. I know friends that that feed that and have had a lot of success with it. I know Yukonuba has a ton of people feeding their dogs their dog food right now. Um, they've done a I think a great job with marketing. Um, they've, they've got it. Their name is everywhere, especially in our world when it comes to sporting and hunting dogs. Um, I don't, I've never fed it. Um, but I, I th- so we feed American natural premium. It's a food that's made by, it's made here in Wisconsin. They're down near Germantown, Wisconsin. So I ended up getting turned on to it from a, another friend who said, you know, I'd like to see if you, what you think about this food, the food that I was feeding, um, I wasn't super impressed with. And so I switched to this American natural premium I saw a, a change in my dog's coats which is a real indicator for me um, physically you know it's hard for me to tell what's happening on the inside uh, with the exception of I do think you can tell from waste like I like dogs that have small waste I feel like they're using their food to the max I like not when it's real soft and um, it seems like, it just so when I changed that American natural premium I saw those changes It was a great it's worked very well I've fed the dogs I don't know probably three four years now on it um that's what we feed It works well with our dogs i I don't know that there's a a super answer for. This is the best food for every dog. I think you got to experiment. I think you got to, and I think you got to have patience with it because I don't think it happens overnight. I think you got to do it for sixty days probably to get a real good feel for how your dogs are reacting. But the coats are an indicator to me. Um, I like dogs that have the healthy coat, the look of the shine. Um, now that that can be directly related to the food, but probably more the ingredients of the food, um, the omegas, the the different oils that are in it. And I do think that that is, um, part of it. So that's a question for AJS and I will AJS 24. I'll send you a message on yours. Here's one that says, I'm looking to get a lab pup to start the process. Do you recommend any particular breeders? I'm in North Carolina, but open to travel anywhere. This is another one that I get a lot of questions about. Um, I don't, I, and I'm, I'm quick to respond back. I don't recommend any particular breeders because I feel th- now I've had some great experiences with some, and I've had some experiences that were less than great with others. So I don't necessarily recommend, especially if I haven't had, um, an opportunity to work with their dogs. Now, the, some of the dogs, so I've worked with Bella recently is a dog from Blue Cypress Kennels. They're out of Florida, um, fantastic dog. They've got a really nice breeding program down there. Uh, Callie right now comes from Riverview Farms. Um, I've had nothing but good, 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 good experience with them and their dogs, um, with Callie in particular. So they're, But here's the thing. I think that you have to find the dog that fits your training style, lifestyle, and hunt style. And so I can give you recommendations, but I think Google can give you recommendations. And so I would start out with searching with a, with a Google search. I think you got to have an idea of what you want. So obviously, if you follow us, you know that like I prefer a British bred field dog. Like I like the style of that dog. Um, they fit what we do, both hunting in, in life and in the field. And so, and our training. So I'm not using collars on them. I've never owned a collar. I don't use a collar. So I need a dog that is kind of pre-programmed and I shouldn't, and I don't say that they come automatically like that because I know some guys that have British dogs and just because in, in the idea of British dogs versus American dogs, one's not better than the other. They're different, but doesn't mean they're better or, or worse. I think it's, they're the right fit for me. I don't put collars on them. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them are not trained with collars some are and the ones that are probably don't fit exactly what I'm looking for so and when I say that I say that here in the states there's there are there are kennels and trainers that use collars on all dogs regardless of British American whatever and I'm not saying it's right or wrong one of the one of the things that is appealing to me about the British dog is I feel there are a lot of them the well-bred ones that I consider to be well-bred don't need it and that's perfect for me because if I, if they don't need it, I'm I'm not going to use it. I don't use it anyway. So that's not to say you can't train an American dog without a collar because I've done that too and had a lot of success with it. So I think you got to match your training style, lifestyle, and hunt style and start Google searching and then reach out to them. Talk to the kennels, talk to the owners, learn, develop a comfort level with them as much as you do the dogs. Because you don't, aren't going to be able to see and understand the dogs to the depth that they do, but you got to have an understanding about the, the owners and the business model and make sure that you're comfortable with that. Here's another one. Do you, ever, do you offer any videos on flushing work? So this is a question from a guy named Ben. So nothing specific right now, Ben. So what we do is we don't sell a DVD or video, digital video right now on bird dog, upland dog um, and or gun dog. That's in the works. So we're filming them. We are filming them. We're going to have, we've got a shed one. We are refilming our game recovery one, which is our tracking one. We are going to do, um, we're working on our upland one. And we're also working on our gun dog one, which would be waterfall stuff. So that's coming. But what I can say is our YouTube channel is probably a lot of information. Like we've got a series on there called Cody Go Back, which is one dog that we just documented her handling. Um, I trained her, sent her home. Brought her back and worked on hand signals, and so we did backs, lefts, and rights. Um, very simple. I don't, I, I don't field trials, so I don't get into that style of handling. I'm a very much a hunter, and so I want the dogs to be functional from a hunting perspective. And there's, I'm not saying anything wrong with field trial stuff or hunt test stuff or whatever. It's just it, it I don't look at it the same way, and so I don't approach it the same way with my training, and we don't see it from a performance standpoint, the same way. I personally don't mind that at all. I, I prefer the function, more functional dog when it comes to, I like the idea of tapping into, I'm not looking to control them like a robot. I'm not looking at this like a video game where I need to joystick them to a, a spot. What I'm looking at is uh, me personally, my approach is let's get a, let's get the dog into the general area for them to do what they do best, which is natural game finding. Again, that comes back to some breeding stuff. And so dogs with natural game finding are very appealing to me. Dogs with strong noses. And so I don't want to take that away from a dog. And I don't want to have a dog that doesn't have that intentionally so that we don't find ourselves getting into trouble with the dog working on their own. Which, again, depends on what you're doing with the dog. And we don't compete with them. So I hunt with them. And so that, to me, is really important. So we, do have, we have that series with Cody. Um, we've also documented handling with Bella Um, I'm sure there's other ones that we've, we've shown handling with, uh, in some of our series. So YouTube right now would probably be my recommendation and playlists on there. And actually I back up from that. YouTube is really powerful. And if you would be willing to subscribe to it, we'd appreciate it. It helps us grow our following on YouTube. It helps us to be able to, um, get to more people and help more people. We also have a training library on our website that we just put a lot of work into, Trying to consolidate and hold similar videos together. So we have playlists within our training library. That's on our website, which is dog100.com. So that was Ben. I'll send you a message. This guy, I don't know that this is so much a question. This is from an Aaron. It says, just got a chocolate lab. He's three months old doing. Does great with sitting and stay. I want to get him to be a shed dog and I'm ordering your puppy kit with some shed hunting tools from you. I've been watching your videos, they're awesome information. So thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that. Um, this this is I'll turn this into a question. I don't know that this was so much a question, but a lot of people always ask where do you start? And I think the key to this is the foundation. So, Aaron, if I could recommend one thing to you at three months old with that puppy, it would be get yourself the the foundation and the puppy videos, which are available digitally. They're also available as DVDs. Those are the things that I'm going to spend the first 10 to 12 months probably focused on 90% of my time and effort. Now, I think you're talking about getting them into shed hunting. That's at three months old right now. My focus would not be on this spring because I'd say you're going to be like six, seven months old at that time you're not there. I, not to say that shed hunting, the beauty of shed hunting is you can take them shed hunting without necessarily wrecking them because there's not a lot of risk involved. The risk comes if you go in it with unrealistic expectations. I think you can put a dog in a really bad position if you take them duck hunting, upland hunting, um, even tracking to a degree early on. Like I think there's a confidence factor that needs to be there. There's a great amount of foundation that needs to be there. It's just too overwhelming for some puppies. And and I don't even say puppies, young dogs. And you can't control a lot of those scenarios. And if you can't control them, it's inevitable that things will go wrong. And those things can be really hard to come back from if they, if they are negative effects on that young dog. Shed hunting, I don't know that it can be that bad because you're really just going for a walk with that young dog. So at six, seven months, can you take them with? Sure. If you take them with and you get frustrated because you walk over a shed 10 times and the dog doesn't pick it up, you could set the dog back. So that falls on you as the handler to understand the scenario and the situation and to handle it accordingly. So I do think that that's one exception when it comes to the idea of taking them to the field early. But I think that idea of having realistic expectations is not just with shed hunting. It's with everything. So Callie is two years old. She went on mm-hmm. her first Upland work this, you know, the last two months, she's done her first true hunting and she's done her first gun dog work in the last month and a half as well. Last month, I should not even, month, I should say. Maybe been a little less than a month. So she's two years old. And so when I had, did she make retrieves? Yeah, and we just did a video that recapped our North Dakota trip with her. We're putting out a video right now that's recapping one of our grouse trips. Um, we've been able to capture some really good transitional stuff that I think is a little entertaining at the same time, shows some hunting stuff. But that, all of the stuff we've done with her has been with the understanding that we have to be real and and recognize that at two years old on her first season, we're just trying to extend the training. That's all we're doing is trying to put pieces together, make things click from training to hunt and making sure that things don't go wrong. Like, again, I, I think when you raise young dogs, some of the best training progress we make is avoiding bad bad things in the first place. And I think that can be said about first seasons in the field. So for her at two years old, is she off to a really good start? Yes. Is she done? Not even close. It'll be a couple years. And then by the time she hits four, I think she's really gonna be in good shape. So that's my personal approach to it. It's probably slower than some. And some will tell me I've been told by people how much time I waste with dogs. And I, I'm okay with that. It used to bother me. It doesn't bother me anymore because i look at it and i go you know what you train yours and i'll train mine and then i enjoy mine so much and i hope everyone else enjoys theirs as well so as long as that is happening i think you're doing it right and so i also look at it and i go very rarely if ever have i looked at that four-year-old dog and said boy i just wish i would have done that different i just wish i would have done that different and look at it as an effect for me for the next five, six, seven, eight years that I'm going to have to pay a price for it or deal with something that is a little bit less desirable, where I have seen plenty and had conversations with plenty of dog owners that have said, she's got, he's got this really bad habit. He does this and it, you know, he's always done it from the beginning. And I look at it and I go, it probably was avoidable but it probably would have took a season or two away from you or at least some of the time in the field a little away. And I'm willing to sacrifice that early opportunities to get extra hunts in to make sure that the rest of the hunts are a lot better, better as far as quality. So that's just my approach on it. Uh, good question, Aaron. I'll send you a message that we touched on it. I truly appreciate your support with this. I ask you if you're listening to this on an app or some type of listening platform that allows for reviews, if you'd give it a review and even a comment, um, you know, a review and and, uh, your feedback, because that really helps us better understand what we're doing well, what we're not doing so well, what we need to improve on. It also, the, the primary reason I ask you to do it is because it allows for this to be shared to people that are in similar positions and would potentially benefit from it. And our goal with everything we're doing right now is trying to help those interested in training their dog to allow for them to have a better experience with them. So enjoy the next few weeks and months because the fall goes way too quickly. Thank you guys, appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon.